0: Hello there. Welcome to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today we will be chatting with Christoph Trapp, Global Top 14 content marketer. Christoph is an expert in running integrated marketing campaigns across many industries, including healthcare, SaaS, information technology, nonprofits and publishing. Today, he's a global top 14 content marketer, top 40 B2B marketer and top 24 digital marketer. Let's talk to Christoph.
1: So, today, new show, uh, tw- episode 26, January 1st, and I have a fantastic guest coming in today. He is, if, if somebody talks about content marketing, he is the person that comes to my mind. I have been following him for a long time on Twitter, etc. So, today I have Mr. Christoph Trapp with me. Uh, he helps a lot of organizations move their marketing and communication from happening to performing by sharing unique stories more efficiently to reach prospects and retain existing customers. He has run integrated marketing campaigns across many industries, including healthcare, SaaS, information technology, nonprofits, and publishing. In his career, he has led teams of journalists, content creators, strategists, and designers to successfully drive results. The best part is he is among the top global content marketers is number 14 in that list and he is also among the top 40 b2b marketers and also among top 24 digital marketers in this world his blog authenticstorytelling.net has been listed as a valuable resources in the marketing industry the last time i checked he has more than 75000 subscribers for his newsletter alone uh he has worked in B2B and B2C journalism, and even launched a new successful news site the Eastern Iowa News in 2009. Uh, He is a uh, renowned author. He has got three books under his belt. His third book on content performance cultures was released in January 2020, and it was listed as number one new release in the public relations categories on Amazon. So without further ado, let me bring him on. Hey Christoph, uh happy, happy new year.
2: Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out on 1st January itself and uh coming on the show. Happy uh, New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. Uh so Christopher, as I was mentioning, you know, we uh, I started the show to bring on uh folks like you who have done so much uh work in the space of marketing, entrepreneurship, and a lot of other stuff. And wanted to share some, uh, you know, your journey, some insight from the journey and some tips and tricks which we all can implement in our businesses as predominantly focused on small and medium businesses. So I have uh, curated a set of 10 to 12 questions for you. Uh, if you're ready, we can start off right away.
2: Yeah, let's hop in. Always happy to
1: chat, <laughs> chat about it. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, you know, so the first thing is, you know, you are among the top, content marketers in the world, top B2B marketers, top digital marketers, you are, you are in all those lists. So I want to know how did this journey of being a content marketer or a digital marketer start with for you?
2: Yeah, thanks for, thanks for mentioning that. I always appreciate when people list me, of course. The, the, the reason how you end up on those lists, quite frankly, is because you're trying new things, you're sharing knowledge online. Yeah. And you move forward from there and sometimes there was just somebody the other day on twitter who said uh, marketers would be much more if, um, effective if they wouldn't focus so much on being twitter famous and focus <laughs> more on you know um, working for their company and here's the reality of things me doing things my, on my own on my own time even like right now you know i learn so much Um, I learned how to live stream. I just got this new mic. In fact, I might do an Amazon Live. I don't know if you can see it or not. I might do do an Amazon Live later on uh, in an article on what's the best microphone to use for podcasts. So what I'm very interested in all the time is how do you learn what's working? How do you make technology work in the most efficient way and that's you know that's kind of what I'm all about. And and then of course I do that for um, I do that for companies. Currently I do content strategy for Vox Pop Me, which does um, market research, video based market research, super cool technology, if I may say so myself. Um, and anybody can use it because it's just on the phone, and you send it to your audience. But at the end of the day, Vivek, it's really about how do we tell stories that are relevant to your. Audience. So, the more you can bind your audience to you,
1: the more helpful it is long term. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I, I I read your blog a lot. So, all of your blog posts are about something you have done, and you are giving how to do that. So that's that's pretty much uh, pretty much effective for anybody for a, from a beginner to an expert. Uh, these kind of information is good to have, and they can easily reduce the learning curve and start implementing things. Fantastic. All right. So, uh, my next question, you know, it's, it's about content marketing. It's a tricky subject when I, whenever I speak to any SMB owner or any startup founder, when I s- start the topic of content marketing, they start twitching and turning, they are not comfortable with it. They think that it's a very tricky subject. So what, according to you, why do you think SMBs should pay attention to content marketing?
2: Yeah, so first of all, I mean, anybody can do it. It can help everybody. Anybody from a solopreneur to a big company, they have different problems along the way, quite frankly, but anybody can use it. I mean, I use content marketing for myself. But the other thing that you have to think about is how do you do it in an efficient way? So in That's the right. old days, right, what, what people would say is content marketing or marketing is you have to write something. And I'm still a fan of writing, I, you know, 900,000 words almost on my blog, something like that. So don't don't at me on Twitter about how I don't like writing, how I don't think the written word matters. It does matter. But there are other ways, too, to to do things more efficiently. I'll give you an example. So we're doing this live stream here, right? right? And when we're done, we're done. You might distribute it on a podcast. You might write an article from it. But you don't have to do everything. You can kind of pick your battles. I just did an article. And I basically just quoted podcasts. Sometimes I didn't even say much about what's in the podcast. I really just like, here's the podcast. We talked about this topic. You can listen to the podcast. So find the ways to make it efficient. And here's the other thing I want to let you know. how uh, Just think about this. How long did it take you to start your business? How long did it take you to be successful? It didn't happen overnight. So if you expect to write one article or you expect to... um, to do one podcast, it's not going to work. You gotta get after it, you gotta stay after it. You know, it's a long-term commitment. So, but at, at the end of the day, to answer that question more precisely, I guess, do what works for you. And and I'm telling you one thing, I grew up in the writing world, and I still write, as you know, right. but this whole emergence of podcasting and live streaming has made content creation so much easier because like, so when we're done here, I might go on, I might do an Amazon live to talk about my new microphone and whatever, but I can just do it. Like it, like the prep time is close to zero, not not exactly zero, but once you get into it, once you find your voice, once you're comfortable talking at a light, you know, all those
1: different things, it, it's it's as efficient as it can be, quite frankly. Absolutely. Yeah, I have some questions covering exactly that particular point about the various new formats which have come in, which SMB owners can easily adopt and take advantage of. Fantastic. So it's it's a long-term commitment, folks. Uh, content marketing never works on a single-day basis or something. You have to be in it for a long time. All right. So, you know, uh, since uh, it's, it's an important piece uh, for SMBs, I want to know, how can SMBs kickstart their content marketing strategies? You know, some pointers from you, if somebody wants to start off their content strategy, what are the starting points you suggest for them?
2: Yeah, so a lot of companies, what they just do, they just start, right? And that's when you end up with, um, potentially crappy strategies. And and sometimes, as I mentioned in my book, you, you end up with an accidental success because right. you didn't really know what you were doing. It just happened. So that is a way to do it, but you're kind of gambling a little bit. So, so when you start, come up with who you're trying to reach, why you're trying to reach them, what's unique about you? And this is, I think, where a lot of companies struggle. Um, it's very difficult to figure out what's unique to them and not just about them, but in relation to your target audience, right? So if what's unique about me is that I wear hats, you know, or I'm a sports fan, but my audience could care less about that or I can't really make any money off of that topic, it's not relevant. So you got to figure out what does it have to do with your audience? And then how do you tell that story? Um, And then of course, you got to figure out what schedule you want to be on. You know, I'm a little bit more... um, uh, I don't know, organic, I guess, you know, I want to do an Amazon live. I'll just go live when I have a moment. Uh, if I might turn it into an article, I, I, I'll i turn it into an article when I want to, but get on the schedule, block away the time, you know, make sure, uh, you know, whatever it takes you. Um, and and if you're going to write, this is another thing, writing takes longer. Uh, Andy Crestodina talked about that in, in, in his blogging research and you know, all the, the average blog post now takes over three hours, which I think depending on where you work and what you do, that might be kind of low anyways, but um, you know, sometimes I could do it quicker depending what the topic is, but, uh, but you know, that figure out the channels, figure out where you're gonna do it, what you're gonna do, and then how you're gonna reach people.
1: Right, right. Who you wanna reach out to, what is unique about yourself and your business, and then stick to it. Right, so another thing, which uh, whenever we discuss content with uh, small and medium businesses, One of the major uh, pushback we receive, obviously, is manpower and budgets for investing into content marketing and stuff like that. So how can SMBs still run a content marketing program cost-effectively? If you have any tips for that, that would be fantastic.
2: Yeah. So first of all, nobody ever has enough budget. Nobody ever has enough people. So let's just be honest about that. I've talked to big companies and they had 60 person teams and they were still complaining, about they didn't have enough people. They didn't have enough time. They didn't have enough budget. So uh, forget about it. You never will have enough people no matter where you are, right? So right. figure out where are you going to invest? How are you going to invest? And then figure out what your timeline is to get results. And I'll be quite honest, content marketing you can make it work, but if you don't do any paid promotion, if you don't do anything else like that, it will take a while. It really will, you know. But if you want to run some paid campaigns to raise awareness, to, to tie it all together, then of course you can accelerate it. Now, I want to be honest here. I mean, I've run smaller campaigns and I still do, but Nava Hopkins, who is a, a fantastic um, PPC expert, uh, I think it's Nava H or something like that. Uh, you can look her up on Twitter, but she says she doesn't even work with clients if they're not willing to spend $15,000 on ad spend a month. So if you're, wow. you, know, you know, so just something to keep in mind, can you start lower? Sure you can, but that's just the the magnitude, right? So it it costs money. In other words, uh, you, you get what you pay for, right? And and that's kind of, you can't pick everything. So Um, But find those channels, find the kind of content you want to create and just start. This is the biggest thing that I found with with companies is they plan and plan and plan and plan. And at some point they got to start. Right. They got to start sharing. They got to start publishing. I can tell you this. I can promise you that content that is not published will never perform. Period. Haha. I mean, it's (laughs) obvious.
1: Right. So like, like get this stuff out there and see what you can do. Right. right. I have seen a lot of, even, uh, I am also guilty of that. Sometimes we prepare something and we sit on it for a longer time, making it perfect, you know, keep working on the same blog post again and again, adding more keywords, more research, etc., etc. So it's better to just put it out and see how it performs and then take it from there. Fantastic. And
2: what does that even mean anyways? Perfection. I mean, it's like, what does that mean? You know? So for example, like, it's uh, what time? I don't know what time it is. 8 43 a.m. You know, it's kind of uh, misty out, I guess. I mean, it snowed like 10 inches here in the last few days. And the the daylight is not great, right? My lighting, it's okay. It's not the best. Uh, whatever. Like, we got to go on air, man. We got a conversation to have. So, per- what does that mean, anyways? And what's perfect? I mean, it's don't make mistakes on purpose. If you make a typo, fix it. But at the end of the day, what's perfection like who decides anyways like why you know just because i'm the boss does that mean i'm you know i'm in charge of deciding what's perfection i mean i don't know i don't know if that's even that doesn't hold true anymore the the audience does
1: so true so true so true absolutely right so uh as you mentioned earlier you know content nowadays comes in various forms and shapes and things like that so if i have to ask you some of the formats which you would recommend to an SMB owner who comes to you for a strategy, which will be those formats which SMB owners can uh, tackle easily?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, easily is always relative, of course, but you have to have something on your website. I mean, if you're not building your own kingdom on your website, I think you're wrong. And of course, SEO changes all the time, but but I've been very, very protective of where I put my content. That doesn't mean people can't use my content, people can't quote me, they can. I'm always happy to talk to anybody, quite frankly, but I, everything I do ends up on my blog some, somewhere, AuthenticStorytelling.net, you know, that's been a few years ar- around now. So make sure you have that website presence. Setting up a website, it has never been easier, seriously. Like if you just need a, a quick page, set it up uh, on WordPress, um, sign up for Google, my business. It is so easy. I okay. Trap digital LLC. It's not, we don't have a store. I don't have a storefront. Right. But I just put that, um, I put it on Google, my business and you know, why not? Like, make sure you have that set up. And so even I didn't know that Elaine Lindsay actually told me that um, on the business storytelling podcast that virtual businesses can also have a Google, my business. So those, that's the bare minimum. And then as Barry Schwartz said, Make sure your website can be found. So what that really means is when you set it up, don't click the button on WordPress saying, um, you know, uh, discourage search engines from indexing. Why would you want that? You want to be found. And then just really set it up. Be clear to the point what you do. Make sure the information is on there. And then go from there. You know, build build it one by one. And that's, I think, another new thing. Uh, Back in the day in marketing, what happened is everything launched at once. And sometimes that works for some brands. And I just actually read, uh, I'm reading um, Margie Appin's book about, you know, how to launch things. And she talks about how that, how some brands have made that work. So that does work, but for a small business, it's just going to slow you down because you're not going to do it full time. Right? So get right. yourself on Google, my business, get yourself a website, get it up quickly. Don't be so nitpicky on every little thing, grab a template. My blog it's a template seriously like it's a free template and right. people don't read it nobody says to me Christoph, why are you using a free template and then just start um and that's right. what i would say and find the best way the easiest way to do it um you know set away some time uh, of course also keep in mind it does take time when you first start
1: absolutely absolutely so that's that's very uh, valuable advice over there for uh, start off your content journey for SMB. So oh, I hope people who are watching SMB owners are taking notes of these. Right. So now I want to get, uh, you know, I want to I wanna, uh, just go deep into your experience. You have been working in content marketing space for a long time. If you can share some of your favorite content marketing hacks or tricks, if I can call that, uh, which SMB owners can really adopt easily for their venture.
2: Yeah. So first of all, I want to make sure if you understand this. There's no hacks. There's no silver bullets. There's nothing like that. You got to put in the work, right? Um, right. Are there t- tips and tricks? Absolutely. But just something to keep in mind. If you're looking for that silver bullet, the quick fix, it's not going to work. I've been trying to lose weight, and guess what? There's no quick fixes. I gotta, I gotta take in fewer calories than I'm than I'm burning, or the other way around, right? right? Um, so I can't, so, so I got to cut back how much I eat and and whatever. So so just something to keep in mind, you have to follow the process. And of course, it's easy to say the process, uh, follow, trust the process if you haven't gotten it to work, but really find the tools that work well for you. And I'll give you an example. I've. This is actually one of the first podcasts that, or, or live streams that I do on my computer with uh, the new mic I have, right? Um, right? Typically, I've been using my iPad. And- it's worked, it's fine. And that was kind of a hack for me because I liked using the iPad and I still kind of like using it better quite frankly than looking right. at the monitor. There's some advantages to use the computer but figure out what are the tools you have? What are the tools you like? Uh, when I do a podcast, typically I record on my iPhone and that's that's all I need, right? Wow. And the, the anchor app, I edit on my iPhone or on my iPad typically, uh, you know, since we're not traveling currently thanks COVID. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really use my iPhone all that much, quite frankly, it just kind of sits there, but I use my iPad and you edit and I like it because you are just kind of sitting here or standing here, right. And you got your, your iPad and you just go, and you know, (laughs) it feels easier and it actually feels less like work than when I'm in the computer. Because I think it's because we grew up, this is how it is. Like you're in the computer lab at university or whatever, right? And it's like, this is how it feels to work. But when you do it on an iPad, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like right. you're doing something. So figure out the tools that will help you achieve that to make it feel more like, yes, you're doing something, but it, it, it it's easier because once you take the pressure off, and as you mentioned earlier on, on the whole um, being perfect thing, take the pressure off. I have no pressure. On here, on my blog, on my podcast—to be perfect. I, all I have, I don't have any pressure at all. I'm just hanging out. You know, we're just chit-chatting. I'm <laughs> blogging. I'm sharing whatever, and that's kind of—if um, uh, you can achieve that mindset, uh, it becomes so much easier. It really, really does.
1: Right, right. That mindset is very, very important because everybody is worried about what others think about content. Uh, what if somebody points out a typo? Things like that. So that that hampers the kind of energy, uh, which you can bring into your process actually, right? That's very fantastic. There is no silver bullet. You have to stick to the process. Uh, very, uh, good insight there. All right. So content marketing, you were talking about tools. So I want to just ke- ask one question about that part. Uh, nowadays, there are a lot of tools which can be used to simplify your content, preparation, propagation, analytics, everything. So what are some of the tools you recommend? for, ex- for uh, excellent content uh, creation and marketing.
2: Yeah, here are the tools I currently use. Let me walk you through it. So I actually use um, uh, Switcher Studio to produce my podcasts, uh, my live streams okay. that's on an iPad. Uh, I use Restream, which is ver- it's similar and it's a competitor to StreamYard to push it to all the different channels. So similar what you did, you were shipping it to Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Um, I do the same thing with, with Restream. And um, I use Anchor to produce my uh, my podcast. That's a free app. Some people don't like it. I love it. I think it's great. It, it might be like the, the YouTube for podcasting, um, <laughs> but it's, it's easy. Um, I use WordPress on my website. I would recommend that if you're creating content for the web, write in WordPress. Don't write in a Word document. That is outdated. Sorry. I know many out there, again, don't at me if you disagree. I, I know. I hear it. I know why people disagree, the workflows, too many people involved, whatever. I get it. But here's the thing. When I write in WordPress, I can add the images. I can add the links. And otherwise I ship it to somebody and then they have to do it. And they have no context to what I'm so what what it's supposed to is. It, it, why do I have to put a note in there saying um add an image? I just that takes just as long as adding the image. I mean, it's like right. the biggest waste of time but I know where those workflows come from. So use something like that uh, right in WordPress, You know, make sure it's backed up, make sure it's safe. It's now automatic for the most part, but um, those are some of my favorite tools. I don't use Word for any of those things anymore. I, I sometimes use Google Drive, not as much, uh, OneNote, whatever, but I would recommend producing directly wherever it needs to go so you make it easy. Every time you have to copy and paste or move stuff around, it's, a, it's silly. Then I use Buffer. So every time, if you follow me on Twitter, you have the Twitter handle below here at ctrap. Basically, I use Buffer to schedule things and it's on a constant rotation and most things do get scheduled. And um, so I do that, it's very easy. And the other thing, what's nice about it as well is um, when I publish a blog post, I have the Chrome extension and then I basically um, uh, share different pieces from the article. Uh, super easy, right. copy and copy and paste. Uber suggests uh, phase two, guys. Phase two, not phase one necessarily. As you're uh, jumping in, right. I do keyword research on there. Don't overthink keyword research, as Barry Schwartz would have would say, you know. But it's good to know what are people searching for. What are the what's the terminology that they use? So I use that as well. And then finally, I use Calendly, and I know you use that as well. But every time right. I want to book a meeting with somebody. I I don't have time to email back and forth eighty times to book sure. a thirty minute meeting. <laughs> so I sent them my Calendly link, and they can basically book a time. The other thing I also use the Chrome plugin for Calendly. So, for example, um, I'm completely booked almost through January for podcasts, which is what I mostly use that for. But I somebody asked me for like a ten minute meeting next week. So I can use the Chrome plugin, and basically what it does is I can pick times, even if they're not officially available, and send them to her. So very, very helpful. And then she can just click and book a time if that time works for her. Um, So those are some of the tools. I'm sure there's others I'm not thinking about, but, um, you know, at the very least. And all the, the ones I mentioned, oh, you know, the other thing I use is Canva big fan of that so every time i'm not a designer but i need some design stuff quickly and so every time i need something for a show or for a blog post i just go into canva and use it and even if you don't if you're not a big designer just for the stock images that you can use for base i think canva is worth it i mean it's like 150 bucks a year or something like that so it's not it's it's like eight bucks a month i don't know that doesn't add up in my head, but something like that. It's not super expensive, um, under, right. under 150 bucks for sure. And those are, I think, the main tools um, that come top of mind right now.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Canva is a life, lifesaver for marketers who are not designers. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are some of the good, perfect tools for anybody to start off uh, mm-hmm. things. You know, they, you can't complain about tools anymore. There is hundreds of tools for things you want to, Accomplish it's all about putting in the time and the sticking to the process, all right. So, other uh, one other area which I want to talk about was user generated content. You know, when it comes to bigger enterprises, uh, the Burger King's, the McDonald's, and all that, they have a lot of UGC coming in and playing, uh, bringing a lot of benefits and exposure to them. So, does uh, user generated content? Uh, apply for SMBs, can, can they uh, use it as well? If yes, how can they put UGC into play?
2: Well, I mean, uh, look at what's coming in, right? How is it coming in? And then how, how would you wanna use it? So at the very least, what you can do is you can reshare content on whatever platform you're on. So if somebody keeps sharing stuff, like, so for example, uh, this is not true UGC, but because we're on a, on a live stream, but you shared the live stream, so I went onto LinkedIn and I just shared it on LinkedIn. It's like the bare minimum, right? That I can right, do, right. like share what we're doing. So you can do the same thing when somebody shares stuff about you. Just retweet it. Just share it. Especially right. when there's not a ton. Like for example, American Airlines. You know, I would not expect them to retweet everybody's uh, positive comments, even though I think they get more negative comments than positive. I don't know why they're they're great to me. But um, you know, if you're you get a good comment, share it. Um, reviews. That's another reason why you need to sign up for Google My Business. Um, respond to them. And then what I always do is uh, I, I, I take them. I take a screenshot and I share them on social media. Sometimes I share them on the website, you know, like for my book on my book page. There's already plenty of reviews on there. I'm not sharing them anymore on there. I could, but I'm not. It's just it's getting a little crowded. But I still always share them when I see them on social media. Right. And those kind of channels. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's that's perfect. All right. So uh, moving on, you know, other thing which comes along with the discussion on content marketing is thought leadership, right? So thought leadership via content is a common tactic for enterprises. So can SMBs yeah. also focus focus on establishing thought leadership leveraging content? Is it possible for them?
2: I mean, of course it is. You know, I mean, impossible has the word possible in it, right? Haha. But seriously, like, of course it is. But you got to, first of all, think about what are your, what do you have thoughts on? What are you going to share? What's unique about you? And then dive in, right? And if you're, if you are, um, uh, if you don't like the term thought leader, if you think, oh, I'm not a thought leader, I'm not a thought leader either, but I'm just sharing stuff. I'm just sharing my thoughts, you know, and I'm just moving forward from there. So um, don't overthink it. Don't be so humble. Uh, it's okay to be humble, but be confident, you know, and just go out there and share stuff. Just, just be you, you know, just share your knowledge. So yeah, I think anybody can do it. Um, but I think there's just, there's so many excuses of why people aren't jumping in, why people aren't doing it. And, you know, I think that's one of them because you see people do, uh, you know, they're too humble. They're like, Oh, am I really an expert? Well, if you're not going to talk about it, somebody else will talk about it, and now they're the expert, right? So right. just
1: jump in and start. Right, right. That's that's why this writer's block and imposter syndrome has been discussed over the several years uh, across social media platforms. Fantastic. Well, and, so yeah, yeah,
2: and the whole thing, you know, when Seth Godin was on the show on the Business Storytelling Podcast, he talked about writer's block, and and I agree with him. Uh, writer's block is not a thing. Like. I've never I've never had that at all. Like I don't know what to write. I, I usually don't have enough time to write it. So <laughs> I think writer's block happens because people talk themselves into it, you know, like, oh my goodness, I what am I gonna write about? Is this gonna be perfect? So take that away and just hop on in, be you and 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 share your knowledge.
1: Absolutely. Seth Gordon is a perfect example of that, actually. Right. So uh, other, other thing which I want to talk about is, you know, uh, again, uh, people uh, stay away from content marketing because of you know, the long term play, uh, because it's a long term play compared to most outbound tactics than, rather than running an ad or something. So uh, what is your advice for SMBs who want to stay on course with their content marketing efforts? How you can do it?
2: yeah so first of all get on a schedule right um set the time apart uh whatever an hour on a monday or an hour you know in the evening if you work like that um but make a make a schedule make a plan this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to publish this is what i'm going to do at this at these certain times um once you kind of get into the rhythm so for example um you know i was doing a live stream like every day i was recording like four episodes a day and you know uh, when you have a full, when you start a full-time job, you got to scale that back. Um, but you can still do them like over the lunch hour or in the eve or in the late afternoon, you know, there's always time to find time to do it. And that's the biggest thing. Uh, time is about setting priorities. So you have to make it a priority. And also if you can't do it yourself, you there's plenty of agencies out there that you can work with that you can, that can help you. Um, the, the one thing I would warn you though, is if you're working with somebody externally, and they're writing for you. They have to talk to you. If they're not talking to you, how are they going to share your story? So if they're just Googling the topic, you know, so, so there's ways to do that. Um, but at the very least, put the schedule together, set some time apart. What I like to do is I put stuff in my calendar. And once it's in my calendar,
1: that's half the battle right right absolutely once it's on the calendar you have to do it right so uh, you know uh, we we touched on this topic you know there, there there are new formats coming up these days like live stream podcast etc so uh, uh, do you think smb should pay attention to these latest trends and why i say that again should you do what uh, the new formats like live stream yeah. podcast Yep. Yeah these things? Should SMBs pay attention to these or should they try to stick to the old traditional formats?
2: Well, the answer always is it depends, right? But but yeah. at the end of the day, um, try them, especially if you're first in your market, because uh, it really can help you stand out. I'll give you an example. I was working with a nonprofit and we did augmented reality, and this is like a decade ago. And nobody was using it, quite frankly, but we right. got all kinds of media coverage, right? And and the media talked about how we did a- ar and blah 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 so just the media coverage alone helped it really was a good marketing tool i uh, remember back in the day when when newspapers would actually write about um, this website uh, this company now launched their responsive website like that used to be news <laughs> today we're right. thinking that, today we're saying if you're not if you don't have a responsive website that's crazy so um, that's one advantage of doing different things and new things because you might get coverage. You might have people write about you. It's not always exactly um, the right audience that they have, but PR helps. So see what's out there. See what's working. See how you can do it. If you already have an iPhone um, you know, or an iPad, why not do live streams from those? You know, Why not just try it? If you already have a microphone or the other thing too is you don't even need this fancy microphone, quite frankly. I mean, I've, you can just hook up your, your AirPods to your, um, to your uh, computer and, and that works just fine for the most part. Right. So yeah. um, I would recommend to try them, to see what works, to see what doesn't. And then again, have the level of your need for perfectionism be pretty low. My, some of my first live streams were horrible. I actually did one the other day, and hopefully, I mean, you haven't said anything, but hopefully the sound is good. The sound is good, right? It's perfect. It's perfect. So the sound is good, right? But I actually did one before, like uh, when I was messing around with the mics. It was horrible, like terrible. And we did the whole thing, and I had to delete it because it just sucked, quite frankly. So there is a level I don't want to go below either, but some of my first live streams, some of my first podcasts, they were horrible. They were just, I mean, horrible. And... I don't delete them. They're just, you know, they were practice. And now people sometimes listen to them, and sometimes they don't. They're, you know, a couple
1: of years ago now. Right, right, absolutely. So try, try, try the new formats, and if it works for you, nothing like it. Right. So you know, format. Talking about content, new formats. Video. Video is one of the largest piece in the content marketing pie these days. So how do you think SMBs can leverage videos as part of their content strategy? Well, first of all,
2: I mean, you got to have an eye for what's a good video story, right? I mean, people, it's different on a live stream because we're talking, we're having a conversation. But talking head videos, a lot of times they're kind of lame. They're kind of boring, quite frankly. Why am I listening to you talk to me? And yeah, you got a fancy graphic on there, but whatever. You got to make it a little bit more creative, right? Like what else is going on? What can you do on the screen? What What can you show up? I'm actually, I was just working on a video the other day and it's really a talking head video, but... I'm trying to make it more creative by doing other things, right? Having them do things, having things fly in and, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, be creative, but at the very least, you can send messages to your um, you know, to your audience. And the other thing is too, there's no apps. So I think uh, Bonjoro is one where you can send personalized video messages to people. And I told them, I said, but oh, but I don't like my hairstyle today, or I didn't shave or whatever. And they said, Christoph, it's not about that it's about, you know, our customers, they have their phones and they just talk to their phone and they go, Hey, Vic, blah, blah, blah. The, the, you know, and I send it to you. Good to talk to you. And I send it to you and I do it from my phone while I'm commuting. Of course, today I don't commute because I just go down the steps into my office and I work at home anyway. So it's, but you know what I mean? And, you know, but that's another way to do it. And then finally, if I can mention this quickly, Uh, with vox pop me you can do research you know you can do market research from your audience you just send them a link they send you some feedback back and then it's automatically um you know uh, uh, summarized and analyzed so the reason i bring that up is because it's about the authenticity so we're talking here and people either like us or they don't right if we're if i'm a jerk very hard, I try not to be, but if I'm a jerk, very hard to fake that for a 40-minute live stream, right? At some point, you're going (laughs) to be like, this guy is a jerk, right? We don't like him, whatever, or, you know. Um, So that's why video is so cool, because um, you can see the authentic brand. And here's the thing. Brands are still represented by people, right? So even if you're a big brand, uh, you know who's representing you and and ultimately that's kind of how it goes and, and and you can't hide behind ten rounds of rewriting. so yes, do video
1: absolutely that's that's very uh very interesting point actually the authenticity of the brand or the people behind the brand comes out when it's when the medium is video fantastic right. so uh, Christopher I think we I have covered all the questions regarding content which I wanted to cover today, but I have some questions about you uh, to just to get to know you better as well as for the audience. Right? So uh, a couple of, couple of questions. You are a celebrated author in the marketing space. So if you can talk about, I know you have three books already done. So if you can talk about a little bit and especially about the final one, which is a content performance cultures, that would be fantastic.
2: Yeah, you bet. Content performance culture really talks about how can you set that culture up in your company to create content that works and what you have to do. And, you know, if I hope you check it out. Certainly it's available on Amazon. Uh, there's also a podcast version if you want to listen to it. Uh, if you just for search for content performance culture, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to that. It's like 24 chapters, the, the podcast version. But what I talk about is y- if you don't do certain things, it's really, really hard to actually be successful, especially right. when you have a team. There's so much wasted time happening today in companies. You know, We have meetings and meetings and, me- and some meetings we need because collaboration matters, but there's a lot of meetings where we're just waste time, quite frankly, and nothing right. gets done, or there's the meeting after the meeting or whatever. So we talk. I talk about how do you come up with that team? Who do you need on your team? And you need different roles, you know. And it get it's getting more and more complicated, you know. Today, people just do live streams, and I'm telling you, there's going to be a day when these live streams become so popular that companies will have their own live stream strategists or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, today it's just like added to the job duties as assigned. So I talk about that in the book, and you know. Um, you can order it, um, uh, you know, and, and, and move things forward and try to be uh, efficient, try to be effective. And the other thing I've learned is, and I, I've mentioned this a few times now, content teams that are high performing, they're to the level of they love each other, right? They, they, they work together. That doesn't mean they personally, like they're per, they have to be friends. But they love working together. Like it's like a sports team, you know, when sports teams perform well, they all love each other, right? And and they're they're working together. So keep that in mind as you're setting people up. And that's why culture, of course, is important um, as well.
1: Right, right. So, guys, uh, if you run a company and you are planning to set up your own marketing team, or if you already have one, check out Content Performance Culture. It's a fantastic book on how to run. A well-oiled content team. Right. So thank you so much for that, Christopher. And final question, this I ask every guest who comes on the show is, how has 2020 been? How has COVID-19 impacted you? And I have added a second question, second part to that question is, what is going to happen in 2021? What What is so exciting in your life?
2: Yeah, I mean, 2020 certainly has been a mess uh, for the most part, honestly. I mean, it, fair better than I guess the the media would, uh, would make it sound. But you know, to top it off, we not just, we had the pandemic, of course, here in Iowa, but we also had, uh, we had an inland hurricane. So 90% of the buildings in the city were damaged, including our house, Uh, not terribly, you know, not, not horrible, but there was still damage. And then of course there was a storm in April, I think, or something like that, which already had us uh, put a new roof on. So, um, But at the end of the day, everybody is healthy. Everybody's moving forward. You know, lots of things that lots of good things have happened. Uh, You know, the opportunity of Vox Pop me fantastic opportunity to work with that company. Um, And certainly they're trying to make uh, make it make a dent in um, being more relevant to our audience and being more connected to our customers. 2021. I don't know what it's going to bring. I mean, who knows who can predict the future anymore? I mean, last year, this time, would we have predicted COVID would hit uh, COVID wasn't even a thing, like, you know, who would have known? Um, sure. But all I can say is, you know, take things in stride, move forward and and give yourself time. And actually, I, I just tweeted this a little bit ago here on C-TRAP 2021 resolution for you all. Always show up a few minutes early to a virtual meeting, podcast recording or live stream that gives you some time to fix any technology hiccups. They're bound to happen. And My point is stuff is not simple anymore. Stuff is, you know, there's a hundred things that can't work or that won't work. Yesterday I had a call to wrap the day and my computer fell off the stand. I'm like, hold on a second. Like nothing happened to it, right? It didn't fall very far, even though I'm on a stand-up desk. But just roll with it. Like, you know, don't let it bother you. Don't let it rattle you. Don't just move forward. You can do it. I know you can uh, we can have a good 2021 um even though it sounds like 2020 the year one right haha but <laughs> at the end of the day all we can do is move forward um you know and and go from there and create content that makes a difference create a experience with your customers that makes a difference. so certainly i would recommend that
1: right right and uh, i I know that you tra- you used to travel a lot for giving keynotes and stuff so is it happening virtually these days? Well, it is. But, yeah, I mean,
2: I gave a keynote last uh, in 2020 in Istanbul and Singapore. And let me tell you, I was looking forward to, to going to both of those places. And it's not the same. You know, I'm standing right here or sitting right here. And Singapore is like 1030 p.m. at okay. night in my time. I mean, I took a nap before, you know, I got back up and, and did it. So I it is and it isn't. I mean, I'm doing one next week for uh, the local SEO PopCon conference. You know, that's pre-recorded. So make sure, you know, check that out. If you care about local SEO, that's actually a good topic. Uh, And I got articles on that on authentic storytelling.net as well. But it's not the same, you know, like, yes, we're having a good conversation, but it would be much nicer, you know, I jet over there, we'll have a drink and then, you know, we'll talk about it. It's, it's a different experience. So hopefully at some point we'll get back to that experience
1: absolutely absolutely uh thank you so much Christoph. it was fabulous talking to you this was the first time i got a chance to interact with you like this uh hopefully uh i would i would be able to meet you in person as well very soon uh, i want you to stay safe and uh, have fun happy new year once again
2: happy new year stay healthy and sanitized <laughs>
1: absolutely thank you all right so that was Christoph trapp and Guys, I I want to tell you, you know, content marketing is a field which I I love uh, it, and I keep learning from people like Christoph because they are the real thought leaders who keep sh- doing things and keep sharing things. Those are the people who we can call influencers or thought leaders proudly, right? So thank you so much for joining me today, and. Um, i have a lot of fabulous guests lined up uh, so i can't wait to get on this sh- with the show ahead i have mark schaefer coming on brian kramer coming on and a lot of other inter- entrepreneurs coming on so i want all of you to stay safe covid isn't over yet there's a new ve- strain of covid which has come in it has reached india via uk but i am staying safe and i want all of you to stay safe it's going to be a fantastic year
0: Thank you for listening to the Thrifty Marketer podcast. For more exciting episodes like these, please follow the Thrifty Marketer podcast today. Now available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. See you next episode.